in association with the Agri Health Network, it's time for That Farm Life podcast, Planting Hope, Harvesting Strength. On That Farm Life, we talk about that life that is that of a farmer and their family. It's about the day-to-day grind, the good times, the tough times, and everything in between, because farming is more than a job, it's a way of life. And we're here to offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. Now, here's your host, a farmer, a former agri-business owner, and also the pastor of a Southern Baptist church in Arkansas, Archie Mason. Well, hey, folks, this is Archie Mason, the host of That Farm Life podcast. Welcome to another episode today. As always, you know, we like to share stories of, of those individuals working in agriculture. And our goal is always to uh, provide resources that we can help one another, give some practical ways of how to deal with the stress and strains of everyday farm life. You know, here at uh, Agri Health and at That Farm Life podcast, we want to provide a safe zone where we can talk about some of the things that sometimes folks may not feel comfortable about talking about. We want every Everyone to know it's okay not to be okay, but our goal is to help you not stay that way. Okay, so this podcast, that Farm Life podcast, is a resource of the Agri Health Network. You can check out our website at agrihealth.net, and for more resources, you can find there. You can also read about us, but you can also make a decision. You may want to partner with us, uh, be engaged with us as we are working out in the rural communities and the farming sector. Again, helping. Uh, those involved in farm life, just how to deal with the stress and strains that many, many, I would say, if not all of those involved in the farm life are experiencing right now with a lot of increase in input prices. And, you know, I know commodity prices are up right now and all the things that are going on. Hey, today we've got a very special guest, Dr. Connie Ware. She's earned a lot of degrees and she has, uh, well, Miss Connie, I'll let you explain that in just a moment. I don't know about a lot of degrees, but advanced degrees focusing on ag econ and agriculture extensions and horticulture. And currently you're serving as an innovation specialist at BASF in Louisiana. So thank you, Miss Connie, for joining us today. No, thank you for having me, Archer. It's my pleasure to be a part of this podcast. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Well, tell us about tell us about yourself. Tell us about your family. And again, you know, your training in agriculture. Tell us about that. I'm from a uh, large family that grew up in a small town, uh, Archer, called Cashala, Louisiana. You know, it's close to Shreveport, Louisiana. My dad was a small-time farmer, and um, I'm one of 11 kids. I'm pretty much kind of like at the bottom of the, of the <laughs> pole, but, <laughs> but I'm from a large family. I'm a singer. Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm the only one in my family that did not get married. Yes, ma'am. Uh, but I'm also the only one in my family that went to, went to school. So uh, wow. they had other things on their mind, but I yeah. had the books on my mind. So I, I went on. I served in the military uh, for a number of years, had a ROTC scholarship, and that afforded me the opportunity to go through college. And uh, from there, I left the military, and then I went back to graduate school at Iowa State University in Ames, Iowa. I got a degree, um, both degrees, as a matter of fact, master's and PhD from Iowa State. And my undergraduate was at Econ from Southern University in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So uh, I've been very blessed to have been able to uh, get those degrees. Yes, ma'am. Well, I want to say, too, on behalf of the podcast listeners, thank you for your service in our United States military. Thank you for 
Thank you for taking that call and serving. You know, what branch of the services did you serve in? It was it was the Army, Archer. It was yes, the ma'am. Army uh, in my specialty was 73 Alpha, which is missiles and ammunition. Oh, so wow. I served time in, in Redstone, Austin, Alabama, as well as uh, Fort Riley, Kansas. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, again, I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, I know all of our listeners out there appreciate uh, our United States military, all of our men and women who serve. So thank you uh, so much. So now you've got, hey, look, these are a PhD. You spent a lot of time in school. How did, okay, you came off a small farm, like a lot of us, you know, I grew up in a very small town, rural area. Mm -hmm. How did you get into agriculture? I mean, how did that happen? When I was in high school, I saw a class full of boys, you know, they were boys. Yes, ma'am. You know, my objective was all my when I saw the class, I said, What is going on in that class? And so I found out that it was a FFA vocational agriculture class. And normally, you know, the women would take the, you know, FHA, you know, the farmers, I mean, homemakers. And so I was not interested in cooking or sewing on a bed. I was interested, you know. Um, so I saw a class full of boys. I was like, oh, I want to be a part of that. So I asked the, <laughs> I asked the instructor, I said, what class is that? He said, it's agri-. I said, can I join? And he kind of looked at me kind of strange because women normally in those days did not take agriculture. You know, we had yes, very few that was enrolled in, in agriculture. I think he thought that I wanted to take agriculture because I was interested in one of the young men <laughs> <laughs> in the class. But That's anyway, bad. I got interested in it, you know, was a part of FFA, enjoyed FFA. It was always oh, just great, was a part of the horticulture team. And we used to win and go to Kansas City. And to me, that was exciting because old country girl got a chance to go to the city. Yes, so, uh, so I enjoyed that. And the teacher, uh, his name was Verdi Knighton. He actually became my mentor and, and kind of helped guided me along the way. So that was how I really came interested in agriculture. Yes, ma'am. Was he an ag teacher? Uh, he, was a, he was an agriculture teacher. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. So you would say probably for him, because I know we got a lot of ag teachers and those out there, whether they're working in high school or, or in college, uh, you think he was uh, instrumental? I know. Uh, it sounds like after high school, you joined the military to to be able to go through, you know, got your college degree uh, and then go back. Do you think he's kind of instrumental in, in pushing you to get that education? One hundred percent. If if I had not, uh, if God, let I me mean, just change the same change the subject and say, if yes, God had not sent him my way, I don't know where I would, would be today uh, because I took a totally different route than my sisters and brothers brothers did, you know, in that, you know, I kind of, he became my mentor yes, and ma'am. he kind of helped push me and guided me in the way that, you know, a young person like me, young, you know, high school, didn't know, you know, nothing, you know, green around the ears, you know, so, you know, so he really helped me along the way. I'm just, I was just so grateful and just blessed to have had uh, him to be part of my life, along with his wife, who was a biology teacher. And, oh, wow. and the two of them helped guide me along the way. Yes, ma'am. Well, to all the teachers out there who may be joining us on this podcast, hey, this speaking that word of encouragement, there's probably no telling how many uh, students that uh, you as others out there who are teachers have helped along the way. So all the teachers listening to podcasts, thank you for serving and 
doing what you do. Dr. Ware, okay, so you currently, you work with uh, a lot of farmers and a lot of crop consultants, okay? So yeah. mm-hmm. now that's, uh, when I was in the you know consulting business, you asked me earlier if I'd ever been to any of those consultant meetings in the Memphis area at DuPont, and I was like, yeah, you know, so we were kind of reminiscing about some of that. But, you know, that's a pretty competitive field. What what helps set you apart? You're a very successful woman in ag business. So what what helped set you apart for that? My attitude has always been hard work along with inspiration, being able to, you know, get out there. When folks see that you are working hard and that, you know, they will rally around you. And I've had some great customers who have have just rather around me to help me be successful. So I, I think that inspiration and, and you know aspiration and just having a, a drive to succeed. Uh, I think you can do anything, you know, if you set your mind to it. You know, the scriptures say all things are possible to him that believes. And then he also said in Jeremiah, I know the plans that I have for your life, you know, plans to give you a hope and give you a future. And and I really believe, yeah, I really believe that. I think it's just a matter of God put the right people in place. And those people have helped me to be successful. I don't think it has much to do with me, but I think it's more, you know, people have helped me along the the journey. And that's what life is about. You know, when you, when you are successful, you reach back and you, you bring somebody else along the way. What would you say to some of those uh, young teenagers or maybe someone's, we, all of us had maybe got an undergrad degree, you get to a place and, you know, you get tired or you think, I don't want to go forward with education anymore. I got to place my doctorate. I was getting ready to 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 begin writing. And I tell my wife, I'm going to, I can't do this. I'm going to quit. And she basically chewed me out really good and kicked me in the rear end. And and, and uh, I finished up, you know, she, she encouraged me to go forward. What would you say to some of those uh, young folks or folks in college or people like, hey, I'm not going to pursue education or whatever. I mean, how would you encourage them? Just like you said, God's given you a brain and a mind and a, a body and working hard. How would you just encourage them to and keep persevering? You know, years ago when I was in high school and if we wanted to quit something, my voag teacher, my vocational agriculture teacher, who I referenced earlier, uh, he would always make the statement, a winner never quit and a quitter never win. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, if you quit in life, then you're not going to be successful at all. You're going to make some mistakes along the way. And then he also had an expression that show me a person or a man, a woman who has may never made a mistake. And I'll show you someone who has never done anything. Yes, and ma'am. he would not allow us to make excuses. He, he'll come back with another. He'll say excuses satisfy only those who make them. So I would say to that person there, you know, you got to hang with it. You know, life is about you catching hold of the you know, tying a knot at the end of the rope and holding on. You know, it might get rough and it might get tough, but you still got to hold on. I would say don't quit uh, because you'll never be successful if you quit the journey. You know, uh, you, you gave that quote that, you know, a winner never quits and a quitter never wins. Or how yes. mm-hmm. Okay. I, I never heard that before until the other day I was talking with an old rancher. <laughs> I said something about dumping cattle. Because of prices or whatever, getting out of the cow yeah. business. He quoted that quote to me. 
And he's a wise man. I thought, yes. oh, me. So mm-hmm. now I got yeah. two wise people. I got you saying <laughs> that too. So, uh, so <laughs> hey, that's a good word, Dr. Word. That is a, a great word. Hey, tell us a little bit about what you do. I normally calls on on retailers positioning our product down. Now I'm specifically working with growers. I work with farmers mostly now. Uh, yes, so I, I had the opportunity, in which I love because it, it affords me the opportunity to meet a variety of people. And, and they have become part of my family. I have attended a whole bunch of them wedding, their sons and daughters' wedding. And uh, I get a kick out of watching them grow up. I mean, some of them I've been around since, what, 1991. And yes, I've ma'am. seen them you know, really grow and mature and become great farmers and young men and women. So, and then having children, I mean, you've watched yes, them probably from yes, birth absolutely. all the way. Yeah. All the way. Absolutely. Through. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Hey, well, Dr. Ware too, I can tell that the Lord Jesus has played a tremendous role in your life. You got love for the Lord. I know that you're active in, in your church. Yes, I know that you spend time with the Lord on a daily basis. You're, but you're also a working businesswoman out there kicking the clods, as we call it, on the farm, meeting people. You know, your faith's very important to you. How do you fit that into your work schedule? I mean, how do you do that? I looked onto George Washington Carver. Yes, ma'am. And how he would get up early in the morning. Uh, his autobiography says that he got up early in the morning at four and five o'clock between four and five, and he would go to the, literally go to the woods, and he would go to the woods and talk to God. And then from talking to God, he would go into his laboratory. And there he said that God worked with him because he said that that was early in the morning while everybody else was asleep, that he had all of that time with God by himself. And so I think the same thing. I get up early in the morning. I don't get up as early as he goes, but I'm on the track at 4.30. Oh, that's uh, pretty early. <laughs> so I walk at 4.30, and while I'm walking, I believe that prayer is, is a lifeline to God. Prayer, when you talk to God, God wants to be involved in our life. So when prayer go up, God come down to you. Yeah. Amen. So I be- <laughs> yeah. I believe, I really believe that. And you know, we used to sing a song that say, just a little talk with God, make yes, everything all right. Yeah. Well, back then I didn't know what that really meant. Just a little talk with God. But now, you know, with, with the anxiety, with the stresses and, and everything that goes on in our life, just a little talk with God. He ain't want, he, just a small talk. You know, he he didn't ask you to talk all day long with him, but he said just a little talk with him. You know, the songwriter said just a little talk with God. It makes everything all right. And then it's also said too, the songwriter said, why the dew is still on the roses, that they come to the garden alone, you know, just to commune and fellowship. And you, and you talk with God. And when you talk with God on a daily basis, he'll teach you how to cope with life's stresses, life strains. And he'll help you, you know, because your scripture also said casting all of what our cares upon him because he cares for us. He wants us to talk to him. Yes, and ma'am. So I make it become part of my daily activity yeah. is to talk to God. And just like no, last thing is that you know, I know you are familiar with the Jabez prayer. 
where Jabez talked to God, oh, that you will bless me and grant me, you bless me and give Lord my territory, your hand will be with me, and that you will keep me from evil that I might not cause pain. Yeah. And the Bible said, and God granted his request. Amen. So, yeah. you know, prayer will keep us from having strange thoughts and thinking because when, you know, people that hurt, hurt other people. And so we have to learn how to make sure that God keep our mind you know, fresh and stayed on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doctor Ware, that's some good preaching right there. I, I, <laughs> you know that I, I like that. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. I would say too, in the in the ag world, I, I've shared this with uh, with many folks. You know, and man, I had to. Uh, I kind of had it in my life when our kids were at home and small. I'd have to get up and get with the Lord before my family got up because once they got up, yes. it was over with. You know, you yes, need that. Absolutely. And so I'm a. I am also a proponent of the the early morning time of getting. Yes. You know, and two, with time has changed now. And uh, so we're, we are in Arkansas, we've got longer evenings and stuff. And so it may be for some of the listeners out there just need to make a point to get up a little earlier in the morning, spend some time with the Lord uh, before yes. that day begins. Pray for that. Word. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Well, Dr. Ware, thank you for joining us today. Really. It, it's been a, it's been a blessing. It's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast and to gain wisdom from you. So thank you so much. No, thank you. This has been a privilege for me to talk to you. And I've learned so much from you. And I like your opening. I like how, you know, I like your style. So I just say, keep up your good work and don't quit. Well, yes, ma'am. Well, you got an open invitation here in uh, Arkansas, Jonesboro. So you come this way. You come by and see me, okay? I absolutely will. I yes, will ma'am. do it. I'm excited about doing it. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Hey, well, to our podcast audience out there, you know, uh, a couple of things that we have learned from uh, Dr. Ware's life is, uh, number one, she has a love for agriculture. What an amazing story as a young girl uh, in high school, getting involved in the FFA, having a teacher who helped, uh, and number one, the Lord put the teacher in her life, but to have a teacher that helped kind of direct and guide her faith, her belief in the Lord Jesus and trust in him, getting up early uh, in prayer. And I want to encourage you that because I, I know many of you, just like uh, all of us, uh, uh, and you know, I have not the type of involvement in agriculture I had at one time, but to a small way, we're all looking at prices of fertilizer and diesel and everything that's going on. So the markets are changing, you know, and uh, there's a lot of things out of our control, weather factors in life. But hey, always remember this, faith in Jesus Christ. He's a bedrock, okay? You know, you're reading the scripture about everything else is sinking sand, but he's at, He's our strong foundation. He never changes. So regardless of a situation, you know, whether it's good or bad choices or whatever, uh, or the challenges uh, we face, man, he loves us and uh, he's with us. And uh, so I would encourage you to look to him. Hey, if you do have any questions, about this faith in Christ or dealing with stress or, you know, or how that, you know, you may could be involved with the AgriHealth Network and what we're doing. Just drop us an email, info at agrihealth.net. Also remember, subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And again, everybody's story is very important. Uh, I heard an old preacher one time say, we are the sum total of our experiences, whether they're good or bad. And so God can take some things that are bad in our life and uh, he can use them for his good. And so you may have a story, a story of redemption or how the Lord's worked in your life or, you know, in the rural area farming community. And it can be a story that can change another person's life. Uh, And so we're always interested in that. Again, reach out to us by email. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll be back next week on the podcast. Until then, keep farming and keep the faith. You've been listening to That Farm Life Podcast, planting hope, 
Harvesting Strength with your host, Archie Mason. That Farm Life Podcast is a creation of the Agri Health Network in conjunction with Grounded Faith Ministries, where we offer opportunities to help you deal with the stress and strains of farm life through faith, family, and community with other farmers. You can learn more about who we are and what we do on our website at agrihealth.net. That's agrihealth, one word, dot net. Thanks for listening, and until next week, keep the faith. Mm-hmm.